Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you today. As you know, I'm always in the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests. And i got to tell you, I have been excited about today's show all week. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that. And I'm excited to pick her brain for your benefit as well as my own benefit today. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs through Powerful Words Character Development or All-Star Cheer Sites or even the Jason's Army Mastermind Group, you know how much I focus on the importance of social media marketing, and not just social media marketing, social media marketing done right. Well, the show is going to help us to, uh, to do just that. So today, it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. She's got a ton of valuable information about what I consider to be one of those topics that can be a game changer, really taking us from surviving into thriving mode. And she's got a fun way to deliver it. So I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. We only get one ride on this merry-go-round, folks. Let's make sure it's one hell of a ride, shall we? Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your child, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So, before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our special guest expert today. Jasmine Starr is a photographer and business strategist from Newport Beach, California. She dropped out of law school to pursue her dreams. After she built an internationally recognized and award-winning business, she began consulting with entrepreneurs how they could use social media to grow their businesses. She's amassed over 600,000 followers on all of her social platforms and creates resources so others can do the same to grow their business and pursue their passion. You can learn more about her at jasminestar.com. Jasmine, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. I am thrilled to be here, Jason. Thank you. Uh, pleasure is mine. So before we get started, for those who haven't really had the opportunity and pleasure of meeting you or hearing you speak, if you would, take a second, share your story with our listeners. What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Jasmine Starr? You know, I, I firmly believe that at the source of every strong and forward-thinking business is the why. Like, why are you doing what you do? And I believe that my calling in life has been to empower small business owners and newish entrepreneurs on really how to build a business, but not for kicks and giggles, but to empower them to live the life that they've always dreamt of and feeling confident moving forward. I love that. I absolutely love that. So tell me this. Um, obviously, we'll get more into your story, but how did you go from law school to photography? That is a rather big jump, I know. And it's, it's a long story, but let me per give it to you in a nutshell. And if you have any other questions, we can dive in according to where 
our listeners really want to go. And so I was in law school. I was a full ride scholarship at UCLA. I'd worked so hard to be there. I'm a first generation Hispanic, first generation college grad. And it was like the whole community rallied behind my parents and were so proud to see me go off and do this, this thing, this thing that I thought I, I was intended to do. And when I was there, I was just so unhappy. It was, it was a, such a bad fit for me, but I just thought, well, this is what my life had pushed me to. So this is the thing that I'm going to do. And, um, during my first year of law school, my mom had a relapse with brain cancer. And by this point in time, it had been around six or seven years of a battle. And the doctors had said her time has come. It was time for us to make funeral arrangements. And it was at this time, it was so difficult in my life. I was unhappy with school. I was unhappy with where I lived. I was unhappy with life. I was unhappy with the prospect of not having my mom in my life. And it was kind of like this bittersweet moment that I realized at the time, my mom was 50 years old and I was 25. And I believed that I felt like I was going through, like I was having a midlife crisis because I thought to myself, if I die when I'm 50, will I want to die a lawyer? And the answer was no, not at all. And my, it, my, seeing my mom go through that really forced me to reconcile what was the thing that I wanted. And at the time, I didn't have the answer, but I did know one thing, and that was I really wanted to see my mom marry my high school sweetheart. And so I left law school and I, I had intentions of going back at the time. It was just like, listen, I just need to be with my mom. I need to get married. And within three months, uh, my fiance and I planned a wedding in Hawaii. And the doctor said she won't be able to travel. The doctor said she won't be able to walk. The doctor said she won't be able to experience the day as she should. And against all odds, my mother is a fighter and she proved them wrong. She walked me down the aisle with my father on the day that I married my best friend in front of 20 other people. And it was just one of the best days of my life. And I think it was that day that I kind of just saw that life should and could be different based on the decisions that I made. And I feel like her life was kind of like a new North star was make decisions for the life I want to live so that when I look back at the end of my life, I don't ever wonder what if, what if I had chosen differently, I want to choose everything I can the way that my heart dictates. And the good news I should probably get to the end of the story is that my mother is still here with me today. In fact, I'm seeing her and my family for dinner tonight. And it was just, she's a fighter and everything I know about pursuing life to the fullest I've learned from her. And so as a result of me kind of going through that, I came back after my wedding. I came back after, you know, having to make the decision to go back to law school. So miserable. I told my newly minted husband, please, please don't make me go back. Please don't make me go back. I'm so unhappy. And he said, okay, well, if you could do one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? And he said, I, I think I want to be a photographer. And he looked at me from across our very small dinner table and he had said, well, um, don't you need a camera? I was like, yes, I need a camera. I don't have a camera, but boy, if I had a camera, I really think I could do this thing. And whereas other people might look at me and think I was crazy, he went and for Christmas bought me a very simple camera. Um, and on January 1st, 2006, I opened that box and I promised myself one year. I said, one year, if you can make this thing work in one year, you don't have to go back to law school. So I was hell bent on making it work. And then by 2009, I was voted one of the top 10 photographers in the world. Wow. Wow. I love that story. It's a little crazy, right? I'm the first to admit it's crazy, but it's mine and I love it. <laughs> That's fabulous. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I have a pretty good, uh, I have a pretty good picture now. Okay. This is, this is fabulous. So I want to dive in because there's, there's a ton I want to ask you. Um, tell me this, as far as common mistakes that you see small business owners making on social media, what would you say are, you know, two or three of the biggies? 
Well, first and foremost, it's going to be a lack of consistency. And I see this across all social platforms. I'm, I'm, I'm really not, um, tied or emotional about the platform of choice. Some people prefer Facebook. Some people prefer Twitter. Some people prefer Instagram. The idea is less to take it from a personal perspective, but more of a business perspective. Where are our dream customers spending their time on social. Then we recalibrate and we say, if we know that they are there the most, how can we show up with the number one consistency? And this is the biggest mistake is that people say, I really want to grow on Instagram, but the same conversations as they're having a couple hours later is like, oh my gosh, I haven't posted on Instagram in four days. You know, social media is like a garden. If you water it and you tend to it, it will blossom. But so often the things that we want, expectations that we want from social come in our imaginations and not from practicality. It's the practice of showing up on social media every single day. That's fair. That's totally fair. Okay. So if you had, if you were coaching somebody on this, you know, what would you say are three easy things? Um, I definitely like easy that, uh, that owners can do today, you know, to gain more traction, get more followers, get more eyeballs on what they're doing. Well, I like, you know, here's the thing. I, did I mention that I am Latina? And so because I'm Latina, I'm, I'm totally unafraid of like ruffling feathers. And so I will take a little bit, pick at a bone, which is I like easy. But the, the, the fact of the matter is we all like easy. But if it was easy, then everybody would be doing it. And what makes social marketing so effective is that the people who are actually doing it well are those who show up and do the hard work. Now, does it need to be hard to be effective? No. But I would kind of take issue with saying, oh, well, let's do the easy stuff because the easy stuff is stuff that everybody's doing and it's not working so well. So let's take an idea of things that we can actually, at the end of this conversation, people can log into Instagram and really uh, create waves. First and foremost is you want to create a schedule. I, at the beginning of every single week, will actually write down the photos that I want to post on Instagram. Now, I may or may not have taken those photos already, but at the minute I have a plan, then I can go back and execute that plan. So for instance, um, like this week, I sat down on Sunday and I wrote down everything that I am going to be talking about on Instagram this week. One of those being the books that I'm reading. Another one is my, it's my dog's birthday, which is ridiculous, but I'm one of those people. Another one is I'm announcing an Instagram for business free online class. And so as a result of me having a strategy in place, I know how to parse out my promotional pieces of content and my personal pieces of content, because I do feel like those accounts that have a balance between business and personal are the most effective. And then, so number one would be to create a schedule. And number two would, uh, very easy. This is easy lifting, but highly effective, but very few people do it. And that would be to post a personal picture of themselves. It could be professional. It could be candid. The idea is to do an introduction for your audience because introduction posts, although they may make people feel uncomfortable, like who really wants to see me in front of the camera actually perform the best photos of people perform statistically 60%. 60 over 60% better than the rest of everybody else's posts, um, both yours and others. So the idea is to show yourself and talk about who you are, what you do, why you do it and your why, like, why are you passionate about being a coach? Why are you passionate about 
um, owning, a, you know, a Kung Fu studio for kids. Like, what is that thing? And you talk about that and invites your audience uh, at the end when you say, oh, you tell me more about you. Then all of a sudden, it's an invitation for those who become invested to read the entire caption and respond. So once you have a schedule laid out for the week, and once you do an introduction, next would probably be to create an Instagram story. And these are such easy lifting, but again, it's slightly uncomfortable because people say, I don't like to be in front of the camera. But as the visionary, as the leader in your business, the thing that you're selling outside of your amazing products or services is you. And so often on social, we back away from that. So those three things would make just give like a whole one-two punch to your Instagram account this week. I love that. So talk, talk to me about the importance of the story. Um, using, you know, is that a five times, 10 times, 20 times a day kind of thing that you're, you're charting out? Or is that as it comes up? Um, stories are as they come up because the, the, the importance is every time I do a story, I want to make sure that I'm adding value, not in relation to what I'm doing, like, oh, I'm eating Lucky Charms for breakfast. Well, interesting, it's not particularly moving my business trajectory forward. And I have decided to use my Instagram account specifically for business. Now, yes, it's counterbalanced with a few personal posts here and there, but the idea is when I'm using stories, it's going to be with a strategy to talk about the things that I want in relation to my business. So later today, I'll be doing an Instagram story reminding people to sign up for my free class. This is a brand new class that I'm offering. I'm still, I have to be honest, Jason, I'm nervous. You know, it's like a whole new ad campaign. It's a whole new class. I'm like, oh my God, I really hope this works. But the idea is to get on social and give a personal invitation. And I think stories are so compelling at creating a personal look into a professional business. Now, do, you, do you focus primarily on video on that or is it a mixture of video and imagery? Um, a mix. I've noticed that the talking head Instagram stories are difficult to watch over a prolonged period of time. So oftentimes what I'll do is I'll start a story with video as the attention grabber, talk, talk about the thesis of that story, like what I'm going to be talking about. And so for, let's use today as an example. I'll probably get off this podcast conversation and hop on my phone and say, Hey guys, I'm having a class. Da, 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 da. Then I'll add a photo with the information of the class. I'll hop back on. I'd love to see you there next week. These are the things we're going to be talking about. And then in the next story, um, my class is going to be broken down into five sections and I'll do number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. And then I'll add like emojis on the story so that visually it's broken up and keeps people watching continuously throughout the series of stories. Got it. Got it. How often, um, and again, I'm just trying to think tactically for people. Um, how much time do you put between these, these stories? Um, well, stories are left up for 24 hours if you don't archive them uh, or highlight them on your profile. So to me, the, uh, the, the, the amount of time that I'm waiting is not as strategic. Like, for instance, I'll go through and I'll create probably as an announcement for this new class, like four stories. I'll do them in real time simultaneously and then let them sit there for the 24 hours. And then I might do another story tomorrow about say my dog's birthday. And then as a reminder for the Instagram class. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. That actually makes sense. All right. So tell me this, as far as the client profile, you know, how important do you feel it is for, for owners to really have that lockdown? The idea is to know, like, and I refer to it as an ideal client profile, which is just a fancy way of saying your dream customer. So often on social, you know, let's just say that I have an after school program for gymnastics and we just think in general, anybody, any kid who wants to practice gymnastics will be a perfect fit. And that in all actuality probably isn't the case. If we are, you know, if our 
after school program is targeting children of gymnastics, who are the people that are actually paying for the classes? The mom or dad. Now let's just choose a person who we believe our dream customer is. And in my case, I would say it's going to be a mom. Great. How old is this mom? Is she an older mom? Is she a millennial mom? Does she uh, wake up early to run five miles, president of the PTA, and always has baked goods every Thursday as a fundraiser? Or is she kind of like the laissez-faire mom? You know, it's like when you know who this person is, where they shop, how they identify with themselves online, you can then create targeted marketing material that's going to appeal to him or her. The psychology of understanding who your dream customer is has profound effect on your marketing effects and the decisions that you make. Totally fair. Totally fair. So I guess here's the big question. How have you found that you're able to turn your social media followers actually into paying clients? And the, the, the long answer is really the short answer. It's with time and trust. And the only way that you get your followers to trust you is if you are transparent and you're authentic and you provide value. That's going to be the thing. So often we view Instagram as like, um, my life is so interesting. Like I drink champagne. I go golfing on the weekends. I'm here at my daughter's ballet school. And those things are fine. But the idea is that if we're using an Instagram for business, it should be about the value of our followers, not the value of our lives. So again, let's go back to this idea of if I had a gymnastics, uh, a gymnastics program, club, yes, program, club, yes, club. I would use, I would create a 30 second video tutorial on the best ways to stretch out your daughter or son after their gymnastics practice. That doesn't really do anything for my business except for the fact that it positions me as a professional and I'm giving somebody some information. And then the next day, I would say, um, what are the best uh, ice packs, heat packs? Where do you find them on Amazon? How much do they cost? Or should you really be ice? Like, when do you ice and when do you heat? My professional opinion on children practicing gymnastics. And does this actually get customers in the door? My answer is yes, but over the long game. And that's what I really believe Instagram is so good at doing. If you provide value, if you're authentic, if you're transparent and you give people content, then they share it for you, thus becoming organic evangelist and then helping you get more customers. That's fabulous. That is absolutely fabulous. Okay. All right. So Jasmine, it's time for a resource of the week. If you would tell me how my listeners can find out more about you and how you're really helping entrepreneurs to, to succeed. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. Okay. So when I started consult, not consulting, when I started chatting with small business owners and entrepreneurs, their biggest frustrations were just like, Jasmine, I don't have any photos to post on Instagram, or I don't have photos to use for my Facebook ads, or they would say things like, I don't have, I don't know how, how to write like a good caption or an update. And they often wondered if what they were doing on social was actually working. And so I created a social media monthly subscription. And every month for $25, our users on the first of the month will get 30 stock images that they can use on Instagram and Facebook. And these are all highly driven personal components. Like we have landscapes and we have warm drinks and we have holiday related things as appropriate. We also include 15 caption templates, which are literally fill in the blank captions that really encourage engagement, get people talking back to you in relation to your business and a monthly action plan that focuses on different aspects of social media to ensure that you're getting more followers more customers, and more engagement. That's fabulous. Where, where can they find that? They can find that at mysocialcurator.com. So M-Y-S-O-C-I-A-L-C-U-R-A-T-O-R.com? 
Yes. And you can also find it at jasminestar.com. It'll link out to Social Curator. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Folks, you heard it here first. It sounds like a total no-brainer. All right, so I always like to uh, end my podcast with one, I think, telling question. So if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or probably more importantly, help them to live a better life, what would that one piece of advice be? To trust in knowing that you are enough, that the decisions that you're making, that the conversations you're having, that the investments that you're making, those are all coming from a place of utter desire, chutzpah, and hustle, knowing that you are absolutely in your truth and doing enough for your business. I love it. Absolutely love it. All right, Jasmine, thank you so much. I know you've got to uh, you've got to go jump and, and jump onto your uh, to your story. So <laughs> <laughs> I do, Jason. I do. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I know how busy your schedule is, so it, it means the world to me that you share some of your time and a whole bunch of wisdom with uh, with me and my listeners today. Thank you. I appreciate you very much. It's been great. Absolutely. So, folks, that's all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.